due to the graphic nature of this content, listener discretion is advised. If you have any triggers towards sexual assault, torture, and or BDSM themes, hardcore uh, sexual assault suggestive themes, please do not listen to this podcast. You can listen to one of my other podcasts, and if you're going to hang, sit tight, and let's travel through the mind of David Parker Ray. disoriented and scared too, I would imagine. Perfectly normal under the circumstances. For a little while, at least, you need to get your shit together and listen to the state. It is very relevant to your situation. I'm going to tell you in detail why you have been kidnapped, what's going to happen to you, how long you'll be here. I don't know the details of your capture because this tape is being created July 23rd, 1993 as a general advisory tape for future female captives. The information I'm going to give you is based on my experience dealing with captives over a period of several years. If, at a future date, there are any major changes in our procedures, the tape will be upgraded. Now, Alright guys, so what you just heard was a monologue tape made by the infamous killer, David Parker Ray. If you guys don't know who David Parker Ray is, he also known, he's also known as the Toy Box Killer. He kidnapped, raped, and tortured dozens of women from approximately the mid-80s to 1999 when New Mexico law enforcement finally captured him and his final victim managed to escape and run down the highway in nothing but a dog collar. Although the authorities secured a conviction against Ray for kidnapping and rape in 2001, investigators never recovered any bodies of his suspected victims, preventing a murder sentence against a former government employee. Ray had accomplices who knew exactly what he was doing in his toy box, a repurposed trailer devoted specifically to, for sexual torture located in a remote area of New Mexico. So he was actually living in Elephant Butte, and that's where they found the toy box. Uh, in addition to torturing his victims, which he picked up from the same bar near uh, Elephant Butte, Ray used drugs and brainwashing techniques techniques to prevent the women from remembering exactly what happened to them in, in the trailer. Ray managed to invade the FBI manhunt for him, in part because he had no criminal record and appeared to be a friendly neighbor. He died in 2002, shortly after his conviction, preventing the FBI from fully locating and identifying the toy boxes many toy box killers many suspected victims so what you just heard like i said what you just heard was a monologue tape that he recorded for the women and um this is when they would be um shackled and tied to a gynecological table he would have them blindfolded and um tied down and while he would play these tapes this would yeah, this would just be like a snippet of what he would say to the women. So I'm going to play another snippet for you guys. 
You're obviously here against your will. Totally helpless. Don't know where you're at. Don't know what's going to happen to you. You're very scared or very pissed off. I'm sure that you already tried to get your wrists and ankles loose. No, you can't. Now you're just waiting to see what's going to happen next. You probably think you're going to be raped, and you're fucking sure right about that. So, that's what his victims would hear when they were in the dark and blindfolded. Um... During the the time where they were in the inter- playing the introductory tape, he would, uh, I guess you say he would just go back and forth and tease the victims, going inside the trailer, scaring them. Um, this was a tape explaining about or about playing a game, a torture game, and how his cat, how the captors plan to continually rape and rape the victims at least a month until they got tired of them and um part of the tape had a really subtle threat be smart and be a survivor don't ever scream don't ever talk without permission be very quiet be docile and obedient and by all means show proper respect have a nice day imagine having someone fucking kidnap your ass and have and like play that tape for you and then the end of the tape, it says, have a nice day. Like, really? So. Ray also committed um, acts of torture involving bestiality. So, In 1999, when the local law enforcement found Cynthia Vigil Jaramillo, she was naked except for a dog collar and a chain. Ray reportedly treated his victims like dogs, forcing them to eat on the floor while bound in a leash. In Jaramillo's account of her captivity, she relayed how Ray bathed her like a dog and forced her to perform sexual acts for him and his accomplices. Jaramillo also recounted how her captor forcefully inserted gravy in her vagina so the dog would remove the contents against her will. He would force bestiality onto his victims with his dogs, his actual dogs. He would put gravy up their vajayjay and make the dogs eat it out of her. He had multiple accomplices. So, yeah. So, guys, he had multiple accomplices. And you'll never guess who it, like, okay. So, one of them was his own daughter. Her name was Glenda Jean. She went as, by, she went by Jesse Ray. Um, a man named Dennis Roy Yancey. And his, uh, yeah. 
his girlfriend Cindy Hendy, who was recently um, released from prison. Toy Box Killer did not abduct, confine, and assault women on his own. Of course, the course of his tenure as a New Mexico Parks Department employee, Ray met Cindy Hendy, and became they both became romantically involved. In his 1993 recorded message, Ray tells his captives they will be forced to sexually service Hendy as well. After the police apprehended Hendy, she admitted to that Ray committed the crimes with the help of two additional people. Like I said, his daughter, Glenda Jean, a.k.a. Jesse Ray, and Dennis Royanti. In exchange for a plea deal, she's received a 36-year prison sentence and testified that Ray and Yancey tortured and murdered Yancey's ex-girlfriend, Marie Parker. Yancey later pled guilty to Parker's murder. <sighs> Courts charged Jesse Ray with kidnapping and sexual criminal sexual penetration. She pled no contest and only received a 30-month sentence. Ray drugged and brainwashed his victims. And the transcripts of his tape, he details how he plans to let his captives loose after he's finished with them. The FBI identified victim Kelly Garrett from a recovered 1996 video. Garrett suffered from amnesia in part because Ray had drugged her during her captivity. The authorities found her unconscious and injured on the side of the road. Her later account corroborated with the Toy Box Killer's advisory tape. So, <clears throat> let's see, yeah. Our primary interest is in what you got between your legs. The part of the tape that um, they're referring to is I get off on mind games after we get completely through with you. You're going to be drugged up really heavy with a combination of sodium, sodium pentanol, and phenobarbital. These are both hypnotic drugs that will make you extremely susceptible to hypnosis, auto-hypnosis, and hypnotic suggestion. You're going to can't be. You're going to You're going to be kept drugged in a couple of days. While I play with your mind, by the time I get through brainwashing you, you're not going to remember a fucking thing about this little adventure. So, from what we know so far is that he recruited the help of his daughter, her friend, and they helped with the murder of another ex-girlfriend. Thing was, too, was that um, Jesse Ray... Her ex-girlfriend at the time had um, filed charges of assault against her because she had claimed that Jesse Ray tried to choke her out and she tried to take her to her dad's to, you know, do away with, but she got away. That's a side note that, you know, that was really not known or to the public. So, how this started at an early age... Ray's first foray into sadomasochism allegedly came from the mid-50s when he was just a teenager. After his father left him and his sister to live with his elderly grandfather, Ray began to develop a secret fascination with sadomasochism. So, sadomasochism is the psychological tendency or sexual practice characterized by both sadism and masochism. So, a sadist 
What's the definition of a sadist? It's a person who derives pleasure, especially sexual gratification, from inflicting pain or humiliation on others. Masochist is deriving gratification from one's own pain or humiliation. So he got off on that too. <clears throat> After his father left him and his sister, I recovered that. He began a alleged, um, he even alleged to his first wife, Peggy, that it was around this age where he kidnapped a woman, tied her to a tree, tortured and murdered her. Authorities have not verified his account of this, so they're not sure if it really happened or not, or if he lied about it. And uh, part of the interview, Peggy revealed that she was aware of race, fantasies, and fetishes, but she did not know to the extent. Reportedly, Ray engaged in sadomasochistic relationships with prostitutes, unbeknownst to his wife. His daughter tried to tell the FBI what he was doing back in the 80s, so... Jesse Ray kind of already had reported her father in the beginning, but those claims were never, you know, investigated. Um, yeah. Prior to the arrest, Albuquerque Police Department suspected Ray and his daughter in a uh, 95 disappearance of Jesse Ray's former girlfriend, Jill Toria. So, like I said, in the beginning, she had kind of recruited her dad to help get her get rid of her then-girlfriend. The toy box was in the middle of nowhere because he lived in Elephant Butte, which is a small town. And it's actually, like, a big... Like, Elephant Butte is, like, a big, like, a... I guess you want to say, like, a park. It's got a big lake and all this jolly good stuff. But, um... He lived near inside Elephant Butte, and... He had access to miles of abandoned land, which is as well as the reservoir where police proposed he had dumped his victims without any witnesses. He actually used the remote location of TRC. If you guys don't know what TRC is, it stands for Truth or Consequences. And yes, there is a place in New Mexico called Truth or Consequences. Um, He had set up a cargo trailer that he did refurbish into a torture chamber known as the toy box so it had all kinds of like tools and devices and shit like that um he spent up towards ten a hundred thousand dollars on torture devices reportedly he had constructed elaborate contraptions to confine his victims such as a fur-lined coffin and a makeshift pillory he also crafted devices to electrocute his victims and hold and others to hold them in place <clears throat> In addition to medical instruments and sex toys, Ray's box contained elaborate locks and pulleys to prevent his captives from escaping. His victims were all caught in the same place. So actually there was this dive bar called the Blue Water Saloon. So that's where he would pick up, you know, his victims. Um, It kind of follows in a pattern where Dahmer would pick his victims up at a gay bar in the Twin Cities. Gacy picked up his teens at a bus stop or at um around the shelters you know that's where they would cruise to get their victims uh one of ray's living victims kelly garrett testified that ray's daughter jesse drugged her while she was drinking at the saloon and marie parker the ex-girlfriend of ray's accomplice dennis roy yanti was last seen at the blue waters so 
the blue waters was basically their hunting grounds. After Ray was caught, he was sentenced to 224 years in prison. The courts charged Ray with three cases, although the FBI suspected at least 40 or, or more unknown victims based on his journals, which documented the date of alleged abductions despite not having anybody to use as evidence against Ray in his trial. The FBI had a strong case in the New Mexico serial rapist. So, there were three living victims that survived his attacks. Cynthia Jaramillo, Angelica Montano, and Kelly Garrett. They didn't know until the videos were posted. Like, they found videos, like tapes. The only one that got away that report that blew the whistle was Cynthia Jaramillo. They didn't remember what happened to them because he kept them drugged. He kept them drugged to a point where they didn't know where they were. He dumped them on the side of the road or he would dump them in Albuquerque. That was the thing. The remaining, uh, the remains of um, his victims are still missing. Although he was tried for three murders, investigators believe that he raped, tortured, and killed up to sixty women over the course of his life. But they have never been able to locate any of their remains. So, his journals, his journals would detail what he did to the victims, but never said where the bodies were buried or if there were any bodies to bury. People say that um, he might have dumped them in the reservoir because uh, the real ground goes through Elephant Butte and it could, they just could have washed down. After his arrest, he agreed to show authorities where he had buried some of his victims, but he did die of a heart attack at the age of 63, taking the knowledge of their burials to his grave. Hendy was unable to assist because um, she said she didn't know. I kind of call bullshit on that because she was so much of a fucking accomplice. She was the perfect accomplice, but she folded when she got hit in the head by Cynthia Jaramillo. And that's when everything came crashing down for them. And it actually labeled all of them sadistic people. Um, Investigators proposed Ray... Proposed Ray was able to evade detection for his crimes because he appeared like a very normal guy who had a regular job. He worked as a maintenance man for the New Mexico Parks Department. People struck him as a polite man, and they also did not suspect him of the crimes in which law enforcement charged and convicted him of. So. Alright, so. They consider, okay, so how they, people kind of like personify David Parker Ray was that he was a lustful killer because of what he did, his crimes. Um, Yeah. He would be like, I don't know. Yeah, well, so his girlfriend, Cindy Hendy, got released from prison. And people were upset about it. She was actually released on July 15th in 2019. So she was um, 
released two years ago. Uh, after serving two years of her parole in prison, um, yeah. It's been crazy because we kind of started following the story like a long time ago when it first broke. And like I said, being from, I am from New Mexico and uh, they would pop up in the news every so often. And in New Mexico, there's so many different types of tragedies out there. Like we do also have the West Mesa killings out there. If you guys don't know about that, it's, um, in Albuquerque, in the area by West Mesa, there was a lot of bodies found, and they were all uh, all women. Killer has never been found or identified. Um, Crazy yeah, they called him the. They dubbed him the West Mesa Bone Collector. Yeah. He had a small white truck, and he had like a rack on top of it. And this guy was a white guy. I think he owned a tire shop. I'm not too sure. Somewhere down by by West Mesa side on I want to say the south side. And the people that described him was the one that dreamt about him. There were some. There were several suspects named um, Fred Reynolds, yeah. who was a pimp who knew the missing women and reportedly had photos of them. Um, died of natural causes. Lorenzo Montoya lived less than a mile, three miles from the burial site. Um, he was the. They said that Montoya had strangled a teenager at his trailer, then was shot to death by the teen's boyfriend. Uh, it would appear the killing stopped after his death. Because he could have been a possible the possible match um let's see they had uh yeah yeah that was another one of the corpses i don't know the corpse one of the bodies that they had found had a baby with them with her yeah um ron irwin was in connection with the west mesa cases um they cleared irwin uh, as a suspect because there was no really there was Hardly any grounds. Uh, 2010, they convict, uh, convicted Colorado serial killer Scott Lee Kimball stated that he was being investigated for the West Mesa murders, but he denied killing the women. Yeah. So, we will get to that one soon. Um, I would better explain the West Mesa murders in another episode, but we were focusing on David Parker Ray. Like I said, guys, he was a really sadistic person. His torture chamber was fucked up. The trailer was... uh, There's pictures online of the toy box. Should you be so brave to go check it out. But I highly suggest, you know, it's clearly up to you. Um, The tape I did play, the clips of the tape I did play, um, are, are in its whole entirety on YouTube. So... I must warn you that these are extremely graphic. 
So if you choose to listen to them, listen with caution. So um, with that being said, kitties, um, this is episode three of season three. I know I've been on a hiatus and I promised I'd come up with some new stuff and bring up some old cases. But yeah, this is Odd Brought signing out and you guys have a good night. If you guys have any suggestions, drop the voice message. All right. Have a good night and uh, be safe out there. Bye.